This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management. Now on Talk Radio We're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by Weinerman Pain and Wellness, serious doctors for serious injuries, and powered by the law offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Stern, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. It's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. This is Joe Krause of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Listen tonight to the rebroadcast of our 2018 series, The Opioid Epidemic, and get some meaningful information from the labor community. And next week on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor, right here on Talk Radio 1210, jobs, jobs, and more jobs. A Philly Labor exclusive. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We're presented uh, in part by Weinerman Pain and Wellness. We're powered by Pond Lahaki. We're driven by Chapman Ford and our good buddy Jim Stevenson. And we're supported, of course, by uh, the Sinesta Hotel. And we always send a big shout out to the Sheet Metal Local 19 uh, for helping make this program possible on a Saturday night. We begin uh, 2018 here on PHT uh, with John Kane, who's going to join us. We have a very, very special show uh, uh, lined up for our listening audience tonight. Uh, of course, referencing um, Buddy Osborne, who's in studio. Uh, and John Kane is going to join us on the hotline, Jay. Doc, I'll give you 30 seconds or so just to set the table for our listening audience. Then we'll bring John into the conversation. Sure. So um, we're starting a three-part series about the opioid crisis in Philadelphia and uh, couldn't be happier than to have John Kane, who's the business manager of Local 690 and a correspondent on our Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor radio show uh, to talk about the effects of the opioid uh, epidemic in, in, in the building trades and, and of course, you know, throughout his own local. And of course, uh, we're ecstatic to have uh, Buddy Oz born on uh buddy is you know he's been featured nationally and and certainly he's the he's the chaplain of the philadelphia building trades uh and he's also the founder of of rock ministries and uh just an unbelievable story it's a great show lined up let's bring john kane into the conversation and welcome in on the welcome john in uh to 2018 here on talk radio 1210 wpht john a good saturday evening to you sir how are you i'm doing great guys good evening and uh it's nice to see that you got Buddy Osborne there. What a great guy! Thanks, John. I, I told him you were excited to have him, John, and 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 certainly, um, you know, it's a cer- it's a serious topic we're going to enter into. And you and I talked about it earlier: uh, the opioid epidemic and the devastation it's uh, you know that that is going on not not only in the community but in our union community. Uh, before we you know get you and Buddy together, talk to us a little bit about. You know why the opioid epidemic is such a priority in in our building trades in our union community. Well, the opioid epidemic, I, I unfortunately I have to say, over the years has increased. I can't lie about that. And it seems like, you know, it, it's it starts out with a lot of the guys in the construction industry getting hurt, and it also happens with a lot of athletes. They get injured. They end up they get prescribed a an opioid of some sort, whether it's oxycotton, fentanyl. And what ends up happening is they they go from that, they overprescribe it by taking more, they abuse it, and then they go into the heroin. And I don't know the reason why they go to the heroin, but from my understanding is 
because of the fact that it's cheaper, right? they do the heroin, and then what ends up happening from there is they get a bad batch of heroin, and they end up overdosing from it. But being a person that's been in recovery for 34 years, now granted, I'm, I'm, an, I'm in recovery from alcohol. I've abused drugs in my life, but I do know that there's only five things that could possibly happen. And that's pretty much, you know, these people are either going to die from overdoses, commit suicide, because of depression, and that seems to be a, a real big issue when they become drug addicts. They end up in jail, or basically they get into recovery. And nobody knows that more than me. So I, I try to push a lot of these guys and young kids that I talk to all the time about trying to get into recovery. It does work, and I'm a proven fact of it. Now, John, um, certainly, uh, you know, we've had we have some of our union leaders uh, that have uh, actually filed suit, I think. And I think uh, the electricians have actually filed suit uh, against the drug companies uh, because they market to, uh, you know, the, the, the union members. And there have been so many uh, opioid overdoses. Is that, is that something that is that a sentiment that the unions are are now taking up? It looks as though that the, the entire Philadelphia building trades are looking at it. Not only that, but you can look at some of these counties. If I'm not mistaken, Bucks County and Delaware County are also looking into going after these pharmaceuticals. But what seems to be the biggest problem out there are some of the doctors that are overprescribing these drugs. Sure, they got they got to you know they're the ones that got to be held accountable here. You have the, and the ones that are from what I'm being told that are overprescribing it are the ones that are the dentists. You know, they're giving people 30 days worth of prescriptions when they probably only need five days. And it doesn't take very long from when I'm hearing to be addicted to these at these drugs. Yeah, I mean, there's no question about it. And, and, and you hear it at all, all walks of life. Now it's hitting our union community. Uh, what I'd like to do also, uh, right now is also talk about your friend, Buddy Osborne. Uh, uh, Buddy is, is on the front lines in the community. Uh, talk about what, what he means to you and the Philadelphia Building Trades and how he impacts the building trades. You know, some people cross our path sometimes, Joe. And Buddy happens to be one of them people that crossed my path that I will never, ever forget. If everybody in this country or in this world would emulate a little bit of Buddy Osborne, this world would be such a better place. When I see Buddy Osborne, and sometimes, you know, my life's not the greatest life. We all have problems. But when I see him, he lifts my spirits, whether it's through a simple hello, a handshake, or whether it's a hug. He makes you when I say you, he makes you feel important. And that's, that's something that I've never had before until I met Buddy. And I don't know Buddy. You know, we're both from the trades. I didn't know him. You know, I heard, I heard about him through reputations and stuff like that. But what Buddy Osborne is doing down in Ken- Kensington, mm. he's offering somebody hope to the less fortunate. And I commend him on that. In my eyes, Buddy Osborne is a modern Day, saint, and I mean that. that when I say that he's got a big he's smile on his face, John. I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. I said he's got a big smile on his face, buddy. <laughs> well, when I when I when I talk, I don't lie, and I honestly mean that. We and I when I say we, the, the Philadelphia Building Trades, and not just Plumbers Local 690, we're always going to be there for somebody like mm-hmm. Buddy and Rock Ministries mm-hmm. to give them a helping hand. What he's done down in Kensington is unbelievable. You know, he's helping, he's helping kids. You know, they're all from broken homes. 
Their parents may be addicts. Their parents are incarcerated. But he has some tough kids down there, man. He's got some really tough kids, but he's teaching them to be tougher with life skills, building up their confidence. Just boxing alone and getting in physical shape builds up their confidence. And when they leave Rock Ministries, they're leaving with something. And, and I commend them on that. I really do. Rock, Rock, Rock Ministries is a safe haven for kids to go to, to vent if they need to. Mm. Place to go where they can leave all their trouble behind them when they enter the Rock. And that's important. These kids need that down there. John, you know, the, John Kane, business manager at Plumbers Local uh, 690, also a correspondent here on Saturday Night Live uh, with Philly Labor. John, uh, I appreciate you coming on uh, on a Saturday night, our first show uh, of 2018, um, and I really, really appreciate the perspective uh, that you set out for us tonight, my friend. No problem. Happy to help out, and Happy New Year, you guys. Thank you, John. Thank you, John. Thank right. you, John. Good stuff from John Kane. Um, we'll meet uh, the individual behind John Kane's um, great description. Mm-hmm. Buddy Osborne will join us when we come back after our first commercial break. It's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210. WPHT back in a moment. This is Joe Krause of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Listen tonight to the rebroadcast of our 2018 series, The Opioid Epidemic and get some meaningful information from the labor community. And next week on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor, right here on Talk Radio 1210, jobs, jobs, and more jobs. A Philly Labor exclusive. I don't want to be defined by a title, but I will say this to you. The word missionary is basically servant. A servant. I'm a pastor. You're a fighting pastor. I won't want to go up against George Foreman. (laughs) <laughs> but but yes yeah, so a fighting pair so yeah you know what yeah i will fight for the kids saturday night live with philly labor Jay so Doc. joe I'm, I'm ecstatic to have buddy osborne on the show me and, too man good and, stuff uh certainly uh you know, let me give you uh, our, our listeners a little intro to buddy he's a father he's a husband he's a chapel to philadelphia building trades union member former uh, business agent for roofers local 30 ordained minister founder of rock ministries former tr- former top amateur boxer and a community leader um, and, uh, and, 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 and it's been demonstrated on national TV for his work in the community on the doorsteps of the opioid epidemic and on the front lines of poverty, crime, and gang violence by helping young people find a way off the streets through sports and faith. And so, Buddy, I want to welcome you to the show. Hey, listen, it's an honor, really. It's, it's, I'm grateful to be invited and, uh, you know. You got me, brother. Well, listen, I mean, we're, we're ecstatic to have you. And, and one thing I, I, I was reading about Buddy, and uh, his quote is, it's it's not where you start, it's where you finish. Mm. And let me tell you, I <laughs> use that quote. I uh, love that quote. And, and uh, you know, t- tell us a little bit about your story, Buddy. Um, y- y- you started off, uh, obviously, in, in the neighborhood, you know, roughhouse yes. kid, and, you know, went through a difficult time, was, was a business agent. And then tell us about the story. Uh, how you got to where you're at? Yeah, well, you know, I was born and raised in Kensington, and I, uh, uh, at the age of um, 25, I was I was I was actually uh, appointed as a organizer for you know at the time I, I, it's considered one of the strongest unions in the country, which was the Roofers Union. I worked my way up the ladder, and uh, but prior to that, I had a, a full blown uh, boxing career. Traveled around the world. I represented the United States uh, boxing team 13 times, international competition. Was slated for the 1980 Olympics, 
you know. Um, but at the time, the, the Olympics were in Russia, so the unions were totally boycotting that. And, and my boss at the time, John McCullough, he didn't want anybody to go to the Olympics. I remember that. that. Yeah, so... Um, so that so the, my background was extensive as a, as a, as a boxer and um, and then ultimately I just had an opportunity to to work my way up into the roofers union it was it was grateful uh, an amazing opportunity and uh, and uh, like I said I was one of the youngest ever in the history of the union at the time to be uh, you know I mean these these guys were legends that 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 I worked sure. for you know Stevie Trace and, and Mike Mangini and just uh, the whole gang the whole the whole group you know sure. And um, as as you know, as as a result of that, I, I was on the street for about eighteen months, and then uh, you know we we I was ultimately indicted, you know, on on, on RICO charges, and uh, and uh, they uh, they I, I was stripped of the job and placed under house arrest for twenty eight months, and then uh, ultimately went to prison for five years, came home after that, and then I just at that point in time I just had to avoid my life and. Uh, and I, I wanted to do something that was um, uh, way different than, uh, um, you know, uh, than, than that I was used to, you know. And I, I come home, and, and in my life, I embraced the scriptures, and, and, uh, and my life radically changed uh, 20 years ago, yeah, 22 I, years ago, actually. It, I read a little bit about the story. I think the date, uh, the date. I don't have the date on me. I have to research it. But what what was the what was the moment that that you that you you know I guess saw the light and made yeah. It? Well, well, it was December thirty first, nineteen ninety five, right at eight thirty at night, and it was it was just I just gave my life to Christ at the, at the time, and uh, you know, and I and I haven't turned back, and uh, and so I started to go. Uh, six months later, I, I went up in the in the uh, the gulags in in, in Russia. In the prisons and and where where kids were incarcerated, I went on a missions trip, and then when I came home from there, I was over there for about a month in Siberia, and I came home from there, and then I, I wound up on the House of Correction, uh, the block uh, teaching a Bible study, and I'll never forget it. There was twenty eight kids that were in this room, and twenty eight kids. I just shared this at the at the uh, the building trades meeting the other day. Seventy uh, percent of them were in there for homicide, and they were eight, between the ages of thirteen and seventeen. So, in my mind, I said, "Listen, what? How can I be more effective on a street block so I can, you know, help these kids right before they in, get before they get there, Joe? You know, so so uh, I just came up with this idea. You know, I actually I, I, I use boxing as a, as a means because I said if I can just get a kid to sit down for about ten minutes, twelve minutes, just for a simple little Bible study." Because you got to remember, you know, you know, Christ was a tough dude. I mean, he he had some 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 rough hombres with him. I mean, he was he was no he was no slacker. So he sure. he had trade guys he worked with, he had around him fishermen. He had he had you know tax collectors. He sure. had everybody. So so what I did was I, I when I would sit with these kids, I just made it so simple for them, and and, and then they they would they were attracted to like they want to hear more, and then I said, listen, I could use that on the street block. And then use boxing, my background in boxing, to teach these kids to come in. And man, it was unbelievable what happened. I, I only wanted, I honestly, Joe, I only wanted just a couple kids, 15, 20 kids. That's all. This one. Buddy, help our audience understand what it is to be one of those 13 to 17 year old kids who are lost in. Uh, in their world because sometimes i think those who live outside of the world that's not at your doorstep struggle to understand it and i think sometimes um condemn so quickly um what's happening there out of ignorance i think look if you think of it our workforce is is uh, a lot of our workforce could be in, in in the neighborhood where where we're ministering right now 
because you have a lot of these kids have strong backs and they want a job. They need a job. And I'll tell you what happens. Nine out of nine out of ten kids in the inner city are fatherless. And it's not through any fault of their own, you know what I'm saying? And so what I find is that when you when you have uh, you know an all power to women and all, but when you when you have a single parent raising a kid in the hood such as Kensington, you it could be a nightmare for the mom. Uh, you know, there's no money coming in the house. So what does the kid do? He 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 reverts to slinging drugs on the block, and and that's and and how do you stop a kid from making five, six, seven hundred dollars a day? I see that. I've dealt with kids. I've dealt with kids coming in. I said, listen, and some of these kids. Let me tell you something. Some of these kids can run, can be a CEO of a company. They're so bold and they're so they they they, they don't care. Right. They, I mean, they're fearless. And so if you transition that into a positive. into a positive thing, like you know, it's amazing. You know what can happen, and that's that's going to lend right into the fact we're building two homes now as we speak, mm-hmm. and it's called Nehemiah House, and there's an amazing story behind that. But we we have a um, uh, we have an opportunity for 14 young men uh, between the ages of 18 to 25 to come in and live to be residents in there. And to learn how to fill out an application, to learn how to eat, you know, a meal on time. You know, at five o'clock, we want to have everybody eating together, and to have men like yourself and labor leaders and and different community leaders come in and and spend time with them and and see these kids, you know, uh, 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 see uh, you know mentors come alongside these kids to teach these kids the you know uh, issues the issues of life that they so desperately need. And and in some cases, um, and I I tell you, I couldn't wait for this conversation because it's so real. Um, the word hope, right? I mean, um, it's one of those. It's it's a word that it, it, that means so much to so many people, and without it, the devastating effects are unprecedented. Look, the opposite of hope is hopelessness. And if you know anything about Kensington right now, as I speak to you, if you drive down there, you're going to see tons of people who are hopeless right now. And sometimes, you know, it's not any fault of their own. Because when I look at these men, these women, and these young kids who are strung out on drugs, you know what I look at? I don't look at a prostitute because she's a disgusting, you know, person who just, just, you know, wants to go out and turn a trick. I don't look at these kids that are hustling to, you know, so they can feed their habit. I look at these kids because these kids were someone's baby, sure. where they sat on the lap Absolutely. of a father and a, and a mother. And, and, and I often tell them down there, look, you want to get right? You want to get healthy? You want to get yourself together? I'll take my shoes off barefoot and walk a thousand miles with you when you want it. Now, they have to want it. They have to want to come and, and, and get that help. And if they want that help, let me tell you something. We're there 24-7. We've been down there 14 years on the front lines of the epicenter of the drug trade. You know, there's nothing I haven't seen, heard, or experienced. That and, that, and, and that's what I want to transition into uh, in regards to the opioid epidemic. You Because you are on the front lines. Johnny Doc says um, the best way to never forget where you came from is to never leave. You're the epitome of that. And... Mm-hmm. and um, and so you didn't you didn't build a gym, and you know in the far northeast you you put it right in the community, and that's where your that's where your ministry is, and mm-hmm. that's and that's where the the problems are in the community, and mm-hmm. you're attacking them that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, how powerful and devastating is the opioid epidemic in your neighborhood? Describe what it's like in those areas where it's at its worst. 
Well, right now we are experiencing an overflow of uh, of activity of traffic and uh, with uh, uh, young adults because uh, they they closed down the railroad and in the railroad they were secluded in uh, you know entrenched in there and the Conrail and the city got together and and they shouldn't have been on the railroad but no but now they're they're all over uh, they're they're within thirty feet of the rock building I mean sure. every bridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, four weeks ago, I lived under the bridge on Emerald Street for the weekend, and I I, I went and I slept with them, and uh, and it was just uh, you know people think I'm uh, you know crazy, but you know what? In order to reach the dead, you got to touch them, and 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 when I left there, it was a Sunday morning. I left and I had brought clothes to change into, and what happened was the clothes were all wrinkled because they were my my truck because I preached the word every every Sunday. So I get there, I'm smelling like crack and K two, and and sure. I went up. And I and I and I and I preached to about a couple hundred people who half of them were once homeless and, and, and once caught up. Well, that man right there, and, and, and Joe Krause does Krause's coats. And, oh, and, and and he and he and I'm sure he knows where you're talking about. Um, I mean, that's just incredible yeah. to to yeah. go out and and experience with an individual. Must I mean? Let me tell you something. I do same thing. Same thing, buddy. When I see a homeless person, I say to myself. Somebody, somebody wronged that person, and one somebody, uh, somebody disappointed that person. And if if you look at it in that manner, that you you can understand that everybody's a person, and it's not about looking at that that prostitute on the on the corner as a dirty human being. It's about what happened to that person. Somebody mm. let them down. Now, don't get mm. me wrong. Everybody's responsible for their own issues at one point, but the, for the decisions they make. But at the same time, it's much deeper than that. Mm. Um, we're going to talk when you when we come back. We're going to talk about how how we com- combat the opioid epidemic, and I want to talk about Rock Ministries and everything Rock Ministries is about. Does that mean you want me to go to a break? I I don't know what that means, Joe. I, I think I just stepped on Joe okay. again. I'm Jay sorry. You're on that. <laughs> Side of the room. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. We'll continue our conversation with Buddy Osborne. Brian Weimer in the studio. We'll bring him into the conversation as well as we roll on on a Saturday night. Back in the morning. This is Joe Krause of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Listen tonight to the rebroadcast of our 2018 series, The Opioid Epidemic and get some meaningful information from the labor community. And next week on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor, right here on Talk Radio 1210, jobs, jobs, and more jobs. A Philly Labor exclusive. We're going to have people in your life that are going to say, you can't do it. Can I tell you what God says? Yes, you can do it. And welcome back, everyone, to Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Overdoses killed more people last year than guns or car accidents. As we come to you on a Saturday night with Buddy Osborne, our special guest uh, in studio tonight, uh, and a special series, J-Doc, the Opioid uh, Epidemic um, Series or Part 1 of a story or of a series that will never end on this radio station as long as we do this show. But if we can do one thing, if we could use the megaphone and the power of Talk Radio 1210 uh, WPHT, Buddy, to reach into the neighborhoods of the listening audience who aren't in Kensington, who aren't on the corner of mm-hmm. uh, of Kensington and Somerdale, who aren't there, mm-hmm. uh, and get them to force change, uh, mm-hmm. that may help the process. 
I agree. Yeah, I think you're you're absolutely right. And and I just want to say this to you: we see changes, though we see we see um, we see wins down there. And uh, uh, I, I think of the church at the Rock. Like on Sunday, we meet. Like tomorrow, we'll meet. We have you know we have. Uh, I think I don't I don't count them, but it's a full it's a full it's a full house we usually have, and and many of them there understand. Uh, the process of of what it, what it's like to take drugs, and everybody there has lost loved ones, and um, and so, but but in that, you know, I've had the privilege um, to marry so many, you know, so many couples, that. you know, right. and uh, now I've also had the unfortunate thing to to bury many kids who have overdosed over the last few few years. And, it, it's, and that it must never, be. That must, I mean, I was going to ask you about both the successes and 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 when when you lose somebody, when you lose somebody, it's got to be just. Listen, when I have to go and talk to a parent of a, of a of a of a nineteen year old or an eighteen year old, seventeen year old, or twenty two year old kid, a male or female, and 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 prepare them for you know to bury their kid, it's it's not a it's not a it's not a good thing. I mean, it's it's for them, you know. Let me just say this, and this is the this is what I say. But for the grace of God, there go I, mm-hmm. and I live by that. Mm-hmm. And the reason I don't judge people, you, you know, I've never had, I've never taken heroin, but I might be the biggest addict in the room in the city. Mm-hmm. I just never have done it, mm-hmm. and so I don't know. And I've, I've been fortunate enough to 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 not, you know. Uh, have that type of thing happen in my life but i've seen it like you yeah. said buddy i almost yeah. nobody it goes unscathed it's uh, touched everybody you've brought you've brought brian uh somebody who is is, is a part of rock ministries um yeah. tell us a little bit about well, brian well the interesting thing about brian he was he was arrested 46 times uh sold out heroin addict and his wife, I married them, I think, four years ago. Is That's it? correct. Four years ago. Yes, sir. And uh, his wife was just as bad as he is. And so I've seen, and he's one of several couples that were involved in the opioids, uh, uh, abusing uh, the, the, the drugs, and, and now they're married, having children. And so for me, it's a blessing to see the success, the, the success. And you hit the nail on the head, one of you guys, it's being planted in the hood. It's being planted there. They know we're real. They trust us. That's that's the prevention. When you love the people, when you love them, and you and you and you and you open your your doors. Now Brian is is a guy that's uh, just been around a block several times and some, and uh, and and he's now he's a. Uh, He's one of our leaders at The Rock, and his wife is involved heavily at The Rock, and he's one of several couples who have, were out in the streets now that are attached to The Rock, is, and, they're, and, they're, and they're helping us. Brian, let me bring you into the conversation and give you the open microphone to follow uh, that introduction from Buddy. Well, I just want to say thank you for uh, having me up here this evening. Anytime I get to come out and, and, and stand up for The Rock and, and what Buddy brings into Kensington into the community. Uh, Jesus first, my church is my family second, and uh, it's just been a privilege to be a part of all this. You know, you know where you've experienced it at the at, at, you know and at, at life at the most difficult places. Yes. Um, what uh, what was it that 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 made you see the light and and gave you the 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 um, the ability uh, to get from where you were to where you are. Well, that could that could take a whole <laughs> couple, couple couple shows, couple shows, yeah. But I, I just got to tell you, uh, gentlemen, you know, um, I'm really I wasn't raised out in the streets. I come from New Jersey, upper class family, but uh, uh, opioids brought me to the city. Um, 
And to make a long story short, uh, after a while, when you get involved in that, uh, eventually you're going to come to a point where, honestly, the opioids aren't going to work anymore. So you're going to be faced with either what next? Right. You know what I mean? There's nothing left. And uh, uh, I was at a point where all I could do was just ask, uh, God, if you're real, please show me show me who you are show me anything if you show me anything i'll follow and um yeah he took the taste he took drugs away from me like that and then put uh a place called the last stop and and rock ministries into my life and ever since then 10 years taken off buddy can i ask you to weigh in and describe go back to uh, go back to that very first time that you met brian weimer uh and explain um for us, uh, what that was like compared to who Brian is today? Yeah, well, Brian, when when you know when I met Brian, he was actually uh, he was he was he was sober. Yeah, you were, yeah, you I were, was sober. He was clean, yes. mm-hmm. and so but but I've you know uh, when you meet somebody like Brian prior to his stopping drugs, you know you know they're they're bent over, they're they're scratching, they have sores all over them. We have folks now who live that. He was homeless, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, so there's everybody was like Brian. I mean, mm-hmm. they're just they're they're constantly jonesing and fiending for 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 the next drug, the next high, the next uh, uh, the, 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 you know whatever it takes to re, to resolve that void that, that that's been built up in their life, you know. So, but to see Brian now. I mean, Amazing, you, you know he's he's involved heavily with the rock and and uh, just under a discipleship, what we call and uh, through constant, you know Bible studying and, mm-hmm. and 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 you know learning God's word and and uh, and learning that you know we all talk about a higher power and in 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 recovery, you know, and, sure. and 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 that's a beautiful thing, you know, the higher power that we that we talk about is Christ, and 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 he understands that. And I'm yes, proud sir. of him. He said it's the first thing he said, right? Yeah. Well. <laughs> When I was first off, congratulations, Brian. Oh, you. You're a, an inspiration of unparalleled. Believe me, I, I, uh, I one thing want to get across, and in, in, in that I think what we're trying to accomplish here is people. Um, they're not, you know, we talk about individuals who who with you know suffer amidst the opioid epidemic in in, in terms of statistics often. Mm. And let me tell you something. Buddy, you hit it um, like there's no tomorrow. And John Kane also touched uh, based on the process. Sounds pretty simple. Somebody breaks a leg, or somebody, you know, has has you know, it's an inch. next thing you know, they're 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 taking pain medications to get and it gets out of control. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And next thing you know, they don't have anything powerful, or, or, or the heroin is cheaper. That could be your son, your daughter, your brother, your sister, your mother, your father, and that's one of the things I want to get across. And and and. You know, looking, you know, and, and having the opportunity to meet Brian and, and seeing the work that Buddy's doing, um, there's hope. Brian, mm-hmm. let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. Having been through what you've been through, mm-hmm. when you meet individuals who are at that vulnerable stage, how important is the experience that you've had uh, at the lowest levels and then to be able to mm-hmm. overcome and address it every day? How important is that experience in dealing with somebody and letting them know they have hope? They mm-hmm. trust me. They trust me. I mean, basically, I know we can. I can look in in somebody that's strung out in their eyes, and they can look in mine, and we connect because I know what they're going through. You know, it's just it's it's getting them to the point to understand that honestly, methadone's not the answer. Answer, uh, suboxone. It's, it's it, what I have come to find that is true. Honestly, Jesus, uh, getting yourself involved with the right people, 
biblical and, and and things will start moving in your life you know well one of, that, one of the things we're going to talk work. about you know in the, in you know and i want to talk about it now joe how many we've got two minutes left in a se- segment i want to touch base more on rock ministries mm-hmm. and and uh, you know as we as we you know roll the show out joe uh, buddy tell me uh, and and tell our listeners what rock ministry is you know and, and and in other words what they could expect if they were to actually go and see it and what the process right. is like well, what we have is we have a building that's three stories high, fifteen thousand square feet, and 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 uh, every every room there is is designated to help kids. You know, whether it's through uh, tutoring them for their uh, school, whether it's the sports. We have five right now. We have five national champions, boxing champions that come out of the Rock. Uh, we have a grappling um, program that's amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. we have some really tough kids that that can really handle themselves. And uh, and then we have like uh, we have term- we have many outreaches, you know, that we go out. We feed the homeless, not only feed their bellies, but we feed their, you know, faith. I often tell the folks when you when you feed your faith, you starve your doubts, you know. And so when we when we give them when we give them food, we also give them the word of God, which I think is paramount. Uh, we we have um, a coffee we have a coffee house every other night. We're open up a thrift store. Um, we have missionary families that we have uh, res- that's designated on on several blocks that that we have uh, you know outreaches to the blocks in, in the area. It's mm-hmm. it's a tough dark area, but yet uh, we bring them hope, you know and. Uh, and so, you know, there's there's often times where, where families are just up against it and they have nothing, and then we somehow, some way, uh, we find uh, the resources to help these families. Part one uh, of our series here uh, on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor, the opioid epidemic on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, a special show tonight with Buddy Osborne, Brian Weimer in the studio tonight, uh, joining us, sharing his uh, story. Brian, before we go to break, just a quick uh, question, don't need a long answer, but just a quick one. Um, if you had the ability uh, to close your eyes and wake up tomorrow, living a different world would you do it no this is joe kraus of saturday night live with philly labor listen tonight to the rebroadcast of our 2018 series the opioid epidemic and get some meaningful information from the labor community and next week on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor, right here on Talk Radio 1210, jobs, jobs, and more jobs. A Philly Labor exclusive. We can't make anyone be a believer in Christ. That's not my responsibility. My responsibility is to present it in a way that would, they will understand it and that they'll realize that, that they're not throwaways. The same letter that the lady sent me, you understand what I'm talking about is what I'm giving to these kids. Buddy Osborne with some comments and audio from uh, the Jim Lampley special on HBO. Welcome back, everyone, to Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And one week from tonight, next Saturday night, we'll be back right back here live. And it's our Jobs Week, our first uh, kickoff of Jobs Week. That'll be one week from tonight. J-Doc should be a fantastic show. Uh, week number two of 2018. And a lot of big surprises for our oh, listening yeah. audience everything in 2018. Jobs, everything Jobs. Think jobs we're going to continue that this is going to be a hub for jobs here in uh, you know on uh, 1210 every saturday night at seven o'clock with philly labor um we're going to continue our conversation with buddy osborne um uh, buddy first of all to say that you know 
you know, I'm awed by what the, what you do every day for people is an understatement. You're getting national recognition on HBO um, and a ton of other programs. So, um, but I'm going to talk about the formula. What you, you know, you do a lot of unbelievable things, but let's talk about the formula of the boxing, because I read up a little bit on it, and and the faith, mm-hmm. um, the combination of of uh, those two things. Uh, what does it do for somebody? What, uh, you know, how does boxing, uh, you, know, you know, help them with everyday tasks? Yeah, I mean, well, listen, first of all, I mean, I'm a former boxer, so a fighter, so I'm, maybe I'm partial, but if I think if you can go in a ring and, and, and defend yourself and then learn how to train and discipline yourself uh, for combat sports, you can do anything, you know? So <laughs> to me, it's a, it's a no-brainer. So, the, so, so, you know, the discipline, the training, um, Brian, you, you, I mean, does that make, you were going to, you know, uh, say something? No, no, no! I'm just listening, buddy. <laughs> oh, well, feel free to no, but I mean those those things that you learn in sports that those disciplines obviously help you in life. Yes, they do. Yeah, and I think for you know when you for me personally, I think that the um, uh, boxing in the inner city is a uh, is in the urban setting is just simply amazing because every kid. Let me tell you something. I've seen kids come in. They come in with their pants hanging down. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're all G'd up. Right. You know not, I mean? right. They and find then, the and then all there. of a sudden, I say, you know, I say to them, I said, hey, let me, let me, you ever fight? And they'll say, tip always, because I fight. I ain't never lost. I said, you ain't never <laughs> lost. I said, hey, how do you hold your hands? So they, they put, they, they right, can't, right, they right. don't know how to hold their hands. Right. But what happens? What happens is that. So then we, what we do is we get them on the line and then we get their hands up and their chin down and we get them stepping and we're speaking to them and we're talking to them and they're responding. Normally they're not listening to the police, right. they're not listening to the teachers, they're not listening to their parent or parents. And so then all of a sudden, Joe, we, we, we start to, they start to respond. And then there's a relationship that's developed out of that. And then, of course, then you train them for competition and and um, and you know it's it's a it's a great it's a great sport for these kids in the inner city. Now now listen to me, I'm not interested in in seeing champions of, of the world. If that happens, then then I to, told Jim Lintley that, then and that's fine. I mean, if we and I believe one day we will have a champion of the world mm-hmm. one day out of the rock. But I'm more interested in champions for Christ. I think that when a kid understands that that God has a purpose and a plan for his life. And that and that and that God holds these kids in the palm of His hand, and that and and that there's hope in, in that in, in in embracing their faith. Uh, then then there's there's some amazing things that take place in this kid's life. There's a confidence that he understands it that he's not condemned anymore. There's no condemnation in him. That, that, that he there's there's a there's a there's a feeling that that as Scripture says that, that he can do all things through Christ who strengthens him. You see that's that's the that's the solution. It, and 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 we're seeing some some great success. Buddy, in how hard is it for a 14 year old when they walk out of the door? At rock ministries. Well, it's hard. It's 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 difficult for a forty-year-old to walk out the door yeah. if they're not equipped for it. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's a good question. Look, at, we have uh, we lit we're lit we minister thirty-five, forty feet from the number one drug corner in the country, or, or actually in the state, top five in the country. You have the purest heroin so, sold. So we teach our kids, man. Listen, this is your this is your neighborhood. This is where you live. You be proud of it. it see, it's not. It's not the exterior that I'm, you know, that, that I want the kids to be to be dealing with. It's the interior. It's their heart. 
And once their heart is shaped and 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 transformed to the point where they have confidence that no matter where they live, Christ grew up in Nazareth. That was a hood. You know what I mean? It was you know. And 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 these kids are getting structure. And they're getting communications, and they're getting tutoring, and and spirituality. Yes, that, you know uh, that, that they a lot of them have never had before. They've never had. They didn't. Well, not only that, it, it's structure. There's there's um there's a, there's an opportunity for, for them to to be uh, to, to 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 listen to the truth and 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 to gain knowledge and understanding and purpose and out of the. Uh, and I don't know if you can do this, but. How many? How many? You say, you say you get twenty people walking through your door. How many stay? Well, I don't look. I don't take a look at how many people uh, stay and how many people roll. Because let me tell you, I'm fifty eight years old. Fifty years ago, I remember when I was at the YWCA on Kensington Avenue. This little old man and his wife would get us, and we put us in on a Sunday a Sunday school, and he would teach us hymns and and this and that. Fifty years ago, mm. this this man planted a seed in my life. Right, he'll be back. And, and and my point of it is, so so all these kids that come in, they if you come in today and I'm and and, and I'm living ten years from now, guess what? You're going to have the same message. It's not going to change, son. You can do this. You can you you can do this. You can do this because God has a plan for your life. <laughs> contact information if there's somebody out there listening a mother or father who's listening who has a child who's out there in this world that is that that may be unfortunately hit by the uh, opioid epidemic or whatever situation how can they get in touch with you and what is the qualifications well here's the thing if somebody wants to get in touch with us they can they can go to uh, our, our website the rockphilly.org and I and we have we we're on the lookout for missing persons all the time. Mm-hmm. People are in there showing us picture of their of their of their son of their daughter. We see it all the time. In fact, we have many pictures hanging up uh, on the walls. So if our kids see it, so we we can approach the you know uh, the people the, the, the missing child missing person. So uh, they can contact us with the, the rockphilly.org or, and follow us on Instagram though the rockphilly. That's a big one cuz you're always we're always putting something up that's fresh that what we're doing and sure. and what's happening, you know. And 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 does it cost any money for a kid to uh Yes, it does cost zero. It costs nothing <laughs> just to see the kid come in, and and we we uh, it's zero. Nobody pays anything. No, nothing, uh, buddy. I just I don't know what to say. I mean, I can't thank you enough for being here. Of course, Brian, um, I, you, you're a, this buddy Osborne is what a true hero looks like, and um, somebody you've given your your, your life. Um, and you're changing lives, and you give hope to people on a daily basis. Mm. And um, certainly, the Philadelphia Building Trades is—you um, you, know—you're the, the chaplain there, and you heard what John Kane said. I mean, you're talking about labor leaders, um, you know, who are well-respected individuals. Buddy goes to the, to the meetings and is the spiritual leader there. And so, uh, we—I want to thank you for everything that you're doing, man. It's just a—it's a, a, an honor to be here, sitting next to you. And and of course, Brian, thank you so much. congratulations on on thank on you. your recovery, because man, you. you're an example that people can look up to. Buddy, I'll give you last word before I go to the close. Yeah, just I'm very grateful, you know, especially for the building trades. They they are uh, every one of them. They're all the business managers. They're they're great, great men, and they're very supportive. Especially Johnny Doc uh, over the years, he's been just a an amazing uh, uh, a friend and a, a, and, a, and a guy that just uh, is not in it for himself, you know. And, and uh, so with all the building trades, we we love them. Absolutely. Well. 
We love you too, pal. Let Amen. me tell you something. Thank All you right. so much. Unbelievable. Buddy Osborne, hey, well man. done uh, here tonight on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We're presented by Weinerman Pain and Wellness. We're powered by Pond Lahaki. We're driven by Chapman Ford and our good friend Jim Stevenson. We're supported by the Sinesta Hotel. On behalf of J-Doc, on behalf of Buddy Osborne, uh, Brian Weimer, thank you again. And everybody listening, I'm Joe Krause. See you next time. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management.